been a wonderful day in the Lord, hasn't it? He's done so much for us. He gives so much for us. I want you to turn, if you will, to Luke chapter 16. No, not Luke chapter 16. Sorry about that. Y'all forgive me. Matthew 15. As we're getting ready to, to pray here, I want to talk to you tonight about the Canaanite woman. Matthew chapter 15. Starting in verse 21. By the way, I, I didn't say this, but thank you, sweetie, for all you do. She is, uh, and, and Megan and Ryan, all y'all get to put up with, with me. and Pray for them. Thank you for everything that you do. Keep them in prayer. Thank you, sweetie, for all you do. She keeps me grounded. Sometimes I, I quit. I forget. To look to Jesus, and sometimes, sweetie, will reach over, as Brother Charles said this, this week, that I was an oddhead. And sometimes she'll reach over and let me know, hey, it's time to get refocused. It's time to talk to the Lord, but I know she prays. And uh, I thank you for all you do, sweetie. She's always there. And uh, you know what? She don't do a half-bad job helping me dress, does she? Because I spent 22 years wearing a uniform. I didn't have to pick nothing out. This shirt, those pants, those boots, shine them, make them look good, and come to work. So they told me what to wear, but thank you, sweetie, I love you. Thank you for all you do. Matthew chapter 15, we're getting ready to pray here in a minute. When we got a prayer request. Read it with me, if you will, starting in verse 21. Then Jesus went out of there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Did you hear that? Jesus granted this woman's prayer. And she was healed from that very hour. But I want you to look at some things. We have things that we face in life called barriers. Some of them are people. They become barriers for us, don't they? Sometimes we have different things that become those barriers, but the prayer that she had was persistent. 
She had a religious barrier. She was from Sidon and Tyre. She was a Gentile lady. So when she approached Jesus, she had a barrier right there. She wasn't supposed to be talking to him. He was a Jew. She wasn't supposed to be believing in this God that the Hebrews are believing on. But she had this barrier because she, she knew who he was, but she had to go outside the barrier of her religion, of her culture. Many times culture plays a big part of it. That's what we're dealing with today in, in, in this world with, with the Islam and those things. It's a part of the people's culture. It's what they have grown up with. It's no different from our cultures that we have. We can go to some churches and you can fill out a prayer request and the preacher's going to pray and everybody else is going to be silent or pray. I don't know what they do. We come to the culture of what we have in, in Pentecostal circles where you've got to come up front and have a bottle of oil poured over your head. That's our culture. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I'm right. That's what the Bible teaches, but the Bible also teaches, there was no oil involved here, the Bible teaches that she went to Jesus. She made a request, and yet she went outside of her cultural barrier to be able to talk with him. It wasn't, wasn't lawful for, for her to talk to him. But we see that she came with her child. We see that she came, and we don't hear nothing about the father. So many times you have women that will come to church and they bring their, their children, but the men don't want to have anything to do with it. Sometimes forbid them to come. They don't want to hear anything about it. They have what you call a divided home. It doesn't just have to be that way to be a divided home. But that's a barrier that we sometimes go against to be able to call upon Jesus. So she had that to deal with. She had a barrier that was there. Notice that she had another barrier that she had to deal with. When she came to Jesus, the Bible says there that he answered her not a word. Now think about that one. I'm talking to Jesus, and he didn't say nothing. Have we ever felt that way? God's silence, what we think is God's silence, and sometimes it is exactly that. It's his silence. Jesus is not indicating here that he was saying, no, not going to do it. Yes, I am going to do it. At this particular moment in verse 23, it says, but he answered her not a word. That was a barrier that she had to come through. She knew this is the guy that's got the answers. This is the Son of God. How did she know that? She called him, what did she call him here? Oh, Lord, Son of David. So she was way outside of her culture. She was already in a place that she was calling upon the Lord. He was the one that had to answer. And this is what I picture. Now I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. And you can come up with your own because the Bible doesn't say. So we're veering a little bit here. But I look at it as she's walking down the road. And Jesus, and she comes up to Jesus. And she says, oh, oh Lord, son of David. And what did he do? I think he just did this. He just kept walking. Now, somebody pulls that stunt on us, <laughs> there's going to be trouble. Who they think they are. Not talking to me, not speaking, ain't got nothing to say. You call yourself a Christian. Boy, we've had that phone call on, ain't we, Charlie? Help me pay my power bill. My fingernails got done, and I don't have no money to put the lights on. 
Oh, but you call yourself a Christian because you're not paying our power bill. No, we're not. Can you imagine that? That's, that's what I want you to see. I think that Jesus just kept walking because it says here, even if he didn't, that's even worse, stand there and stare at you and say nothing. Like you didn't hear him. You're not worthy of words from me. That's the barrier that she had. Now, that's not what Jesus was giving off, but yet he didn't answer her because so you can imagine the things that goes through her mind. If you're telling me something and all of a sudden in the middle of your sentence I'll walk off and I probably do that sometimes because my mind gets wrapped up and I got something on my mind. But they think, you know what? He don't know what he's doing or uh, uh, what's he doing this to me for? Why is he not saying anything to me? So she had that barrier of the silence of Jesus. She thought maybe he was indifferent. He didn't care one way or another about her. And sometimes that's the thing that we get when we talk to one another or when we call upon God and many people will walk away. They'll get weak in the faith whenever they think God hasn't performed up to the standard that they have created in their mind. She knew this is the man I need to talk to. This is the man that can only bring the healing of the, of the demons. He's the only one that can do that. And he said nothing. The indifference just was something that was hard for her to deal with. Not only did she have to deal with those barriers, she had the barrier of rejection. Not a good thing for Christians to have a barrier of rejection that we give out to people. The disciples said, send her away. People have been coming to Jesus since we've been on the road. It's getting old. Lady, don't you see he don't want to talk to you? Now send her away. The rejection of the followers of Christ is a huge one. Many people will not push past that barrier. Many people may actually go to hell and never know who Jesus is because of the rejection of Christians, the followers of Christ. But this lady pressed on. The barriers that we have when we face our prayer time is what we're talking about this, this evening. She was coming by messing up their routine. You know, we just talked about that in the staff meeting. Folks, there's going to be change in this world. The day you said yes to Jesus Christ was the day that change started in your life. And until you die, change still needs to be happening. He still needs to be changing you and I. The routine. I don't like this, I don't like that. Here's the church. Here's the work that Christ has given us to do. We're either going to move this way, following him, because he's only improving, he don't unimprove, or we're going to move this way, but it's going to happen. The routine that we don't like getting upset sometimes is the very thing that pushes people away. It's the very thing that will take, take away from Christ being able to move in somebody's life. Not everybody's going to do like this woman. I want you to see this as you. If the routine around you is getting messed up, understand he knows all about it. Let him work. Let him do what he's going to do. And press on. That's what she did. And by pressing on, we find out and know that she got her prayer answered. Not only did she have that one, she had in verse 24, she said, But he answered and said, I was not accept, 
sent except to the lost sheep of Israel, the house of Israel. Now he's answered her and he said, look, ain't nothing I can do for you, lady. I didn't come for you. I came for the lost sheep or the lost house of Israel. There is not anything I can do. Now when God tells you that answer, what do you do? Do you usually just stop praying and say, well, it's the Lord's will and it's my life and that's how it is. This story tells us that you don't stop even there. Jesus said, that's not what I was saying. That's not my mission. The Father gave me a specific mission, and right now my mission ain't to you. My mission is to the, cheap, the, sheep, the lost sheep of Israel, the house of Israel. That's what he's telling her. Now, folks, that's a barrier that's hard to go around, ain't it? When God flat out says no. Oh, but it goes further. Not only did he tell her that, but he also told her, he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. He was basically telling this lady that you're a dog. No, he's not. He's talking about little puppies. If you'll read those words and if you'll look at the Greek that they have there, he wasn't calling her that she was a dog, worse than a dog. He's saying, but it's not good that we take away and give to the little puppies. It was the very rejection of Jesus himself. But she didn't stop there. She went on and she said, but even the little puppies get a few crumbs. What you have, Lord, is what I need. And I don't care about all this other stuff. I don't care what the Father sent you for. I don't care what your disciples are thinking. I don't care what your mission is. I know you are the one that has what I need, and I've showed up here. And yeah, I'm one of the little puppies, but you know what? Even they get a few little crumbs. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm pressing on. That's why I continue to call on you. That's why I'm continuing to pray. That's why I'm not giving up. You don't want me praying anymore? Then you just need to go ahead and take my life because I'm going to bother you again tomorrow. I will be there again tomorrow. I'll be there again this evening because I need you to intervene. You're the only answer I have. I can't go to the doctors. They don't have the answers. I can't go to the people around the church because they've done rejected me. I'm not the right kind. I don't wear the right kind of clothes. I don't smell right. They've got other ideas. They've got other agendas. They've got all these things. I've came to you, Jesus. Tonight, that's what we're praying. We're going to be praying along those lines that I have come to you, Jesus. And he said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Out of all of the barriers that was put in front of her, particularly the barriers that Jesus himself put there, she pressed on and he saw her faith. And her child was healed. When you're in times of prayer, oh, please, let's not go where Brother Shaw had said this week or what Ashley had pointed out this morning. What was that? One percent of Christians pray, or how many, what was the percentage? Christians pray on an average one minute a day. Wow. One minute a day. You're not going to go through all these barriers and you certainly are not going to impress God with your faith. It takes prayer. It takes getting down to business with God. I 
I wonder do we have that kind of faith tonight. I wonder if this day forward you will have a greater faith. Prayer will mean more to you. Prayer changes things. I've said it before. It's the greatest service we have every week, yet it's the least attended. It doesn't have a whole lot of panache with it. It's just a prayer service. You know why it's just a prayer service? Because our entire lives, it has always been taught to us that it is just a prayer service. The big one is Sunday morning. Everybody's dressed to the nines. The music is at its best. Everything is where it is. That is the traditional day. But can I tell you, when you need Jesus Christ to intervene, you're going to meet him on the road, wherever it is, and you ain't leaving him alone. If you believe in prayer, you ain't leaving him alone until he gives you the answer. And he may say no, and you're going to say no, but you said in your word, your word, Father... Not, don't get wrong with me here. I don't, I'm not talking about being disrespectful to God. But he does say in his word that with God all things are possible. And if all things are possible, that means your grandbaby Harper can be healed. If all things are possible with God, that means the person that we're praying for who does have a free will can be saved. Because our Father who all things are possible with, he knows how to work them so to speak. And it may be that they're going to go through a very hard downfall, but our Heavenly Father knows exactly how it needs to be done. They still get to make their own decision, but He can do it better than us. With God, all things are possible. Amen? And sometimes we have to cut the TV off. Sometimes we got to cut the people out of our lives. Yeah, those barriers. Sometimes we got to get along with Jesus and get down to business. It might be sitting on a tree stand. Yeah, you can do that. He's there in a tree stand too. I know because he saved a deer's life Friday. Now the point is, brothers and sisters, is sometimes if we're desperate enough, our prayer life will show it. And it scares me to death to think that we as people and we as a country are going to have to go to somewhere very bad before we ever get desperate enough that we'll be standing at the doors waiting for the preacher to open them, banging on them, let us in, we need to come in and pray. You can pray wherever you want to go. Let us in because we need to get together. We need to be with our brethren. We need to be here. We need to call upon God. You know, the devil's after my boy. He's after my boy. The boy's been serving the Lord. He knows the Bible. He's got the verses. He's got everything down, but the devil's about to get him, and I need prayer. And I need to call upon God because you know what? He's the only one that can fix it. All, all due respect, Mr. Preacher Man. I know you're praying and you say you're praying and I hope you are praying because you said you are, but you know what? It ain't working. I need to get to the Lord. You ever had that kind of desperation where nobody else can do it? I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you stepping up to the plate, but right now what you're doing, it ain't working. And I want to step up and do a little bit myself. Or I want to come alongside maybe the two of us praying good and hard. Maybe the two of us will make a difference. Because folks... If we get the kind of praying done that we want to do now, done now, 
Maybe we don't have to come to the place of desperation and saying, why is my child gone astray? Amen? Tough preaching, I get it, I know, but there are bears, and let me promise you this, the devil will throw every bear he can find to keep you out of the word and away from prayer. That's why this service tonight is so few people. Now, I'm not casting stones at anybody. I don't know what they got going on, but it's week after week, so this ain't like some fluke. If prayer means something to us, and that's how we get a hold of God, we're going to be praying. You can pray at home. Yes, you sure enough can. But the very one that got mad with what I just said is the one that's going to use that, and they don't even pray at home. They throw it out on their way out the door. Who does he think he is? Just the same thing we got right here. Who do you think he is? Jesus is talking to us, and he's giving us a word. Jesus sometimes walks on by. Amen? Deep stuff. 7.03. 7.05, according to that clock. It's time to pray. Take your requests that you have tonight. And I wanted to encourage you. The, these things we left up, we didn't do this by plan, but I think the Lord did. You remember the Lord's Prayer that Ashley taught us this morning and what she'd been teaching the kids? Maybe that's the place you need to go tonight. Maybe you went there this morning and you didn't get what you thought you needed. Maybe you didn't, something just wasn't right. You need to go back. Think about this lady with the barriers. She persisted. Amen? So let's pray. This is how we're going to close out. Pastor Charlie's going to put some music on. And when you're done praying, you're free to go home. You're free to go home anyway. You ain't got to pray, but you know what I'm saying. But we're going to pray now. And we're going to get in touch with God. And we're going to have fervency in our prayer. I want to hear him say, Your faith, mm, I ain't seen nothing like it. Your faith has made a difference. God bless you all.